Flashback Fridays on 630 Chad, 1984. Flashback Friday morning to you. Man, nothing but hits from the year 1984. Love that music montage. Just grooving to it. Yeah. <laughs> so good songs that came out in 1984. Of course, Daryl McIntyre joining me as guest host uh, today. And I think we've also got Morley joining us and Randy Kilburn here hanging out as we yes. as we do a deep dive back into the year 1984. Yes. Yes. 1984. George you know, Orwell. <laughs> George yeah. Orwell. It, it, yeah, it's kind of like the there's... the book takes over the year. It's almost like uh, Groundhog Day. The movie took over what actual Groundhog Day is. So you hear nineteen, well, nineteen eighty four. The book came out yeah. much before eighty four. But yeah, you sort of get locked into that year. I know, but it didn't really happen in nineteen eighty four. I think nineteen eighty four is happening in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. For God's sake, <laughs> maybe. <sakes. laughs> maybe. Hey, ready? This is my question because I've seen a lot of articles that are talking about first of all referencing that book and yeah. then talking about you know kind of comparing nineteen eighty four to now, talking about our fascination with the year nineteen eighty four. What do you think was was better? I mean, we're, this is what almost forty years ago that we're going back to. But I mean, was nineteen eighty four better in your opinion than twenty twenty one? Oh heavens, yes! I mean, we, <laughs> absolutely. We didn't have any really big worries back then. Honestly, we didn't. I mean, the last uh, what fourteen months have been pretty awful for most of us, right? So, '84 was really relaxed. We were having fun. Sports was great. We could all hug each other in 1984. Can't do that anymore, right? So, we could ride on Jasper Avenue for an Oilers uh, Oilers Stanley Cup win. Oh, that's Till the fire hose right. came out. <laughs> Till the yes. fire hose came out. Well, that was one of the texts that. Came came in just talking about the the crowds uh, in a tizzy downtown and trying to flip buses which you don't want to applaud yes. that but we do remember it way and back someone then. mentioning the motorant what was the motorant on jasper you Ave? don't know oh my gosh oh, wow the motorant was pretty something <laughs> that was like the ultimate first food truck that's exactly oh, right. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, it, was, huh. it was quite the flashy little motorant, all right. You could get pretty much anything you wanted there, too. So, yeah. so it, was, it was like this, I guess you could call it a Winnebago that was all uh, re redone, <laughs> and it sat there, and it, it, it didn't actually move. It just sat there, and it was just like, it was bizarre for the day. But everybody that, knew where it was. Absolutely, and lots of people would eat from it. It, it was a beacon. It was a beacon of downtown Edmonton. And, I'm, and you know, you said a Winnebago. I think you're being kind. <laughs> Well, it wasn't that nice, really, was it? I don't recall it being quite. It was that pink. Nice. Didn't they, they painted it a pink? Didn't oh, they? Yeah, because Bright you pink. couldn't. How could you miss a pink motorant? <laughs> Is it still in the city somewhere? I feel yes. like I've seen an image of this somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's not operational, though, right? Oh no, no. It's. I don't. You know, honestly, Chelsea, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's still in existence somewhere. It's probably in somebody's should, backyard. Should or, be in a museum. Is it in your acreage? Is that at your acreage, McIntyre? <laughs> no, T Max got it. I refuse to store vehicles on the acreage, but oh, you know what? Okay. I might make an exception for the motorant. That would be Someone fun. 
someone on the text line knows where the motoron is oh, yeah, right now, present day. So text us and let, you, let us know. Uh, Peter from Wainwright asks, did Randy and Morley have hair in 1984? Nice. <laughs> I, got, oh. I got hair now. I got hair now. Randy doesn't, but I do. But, no, but you know, hang on. You're right. I don't. And I admit that quite openly. That's why I wear my Boston Bruins hat all the time. But, I mean, I shave my head every couple of days. I've been doing that for several years. It, it's sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and more and Morley's got yeah, bald is beautiful, Randy. Thank Don't you, want to see my Thank it's you for jumping in finally and saying that. Thank I, you. I've got you. And Morley's got a, a like a long flowing head of hair, like the longest it's ever been right now. So Yes, yeah, it's got, a, it's di- it was a different color in nineteen eighty four, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. But it's <laughs> and, and it's longer now than it was then. Um, you, reminding us that we could have traveled in 1984, another difference between 2021. <laughs> uh, some texts here. Pat says, I just got back from my wife working uh, working a year in the Caribbean. Pretty cool. Chris says, in July of 1984, I had just joined an agricultural exchange group and purchased my ticket to Canada from Australia for the next April. Little did I know that in 1985, I would meet the love of my life and marry her in 86. 35 years later, I'm still married to that beautiful woman. We have three awesome kids, and our son now resides in Australia, expecting their first child in September. So 1984 was the start of the rest of my life here in Canada. Love that. Text Isn't that from nice? Chris. That's like really that. nice. I and, like that. And that really does reflect the, the, the difference between you and I, Chelsea, because you went with that lovely romantic story. And I'm looking on the text line and I find one from Don who talks about, oh, Splash. Yeah, I saw it later. I didn't even know it came out in 94. And then you can almost hear him pausing and thinking, in 1984, I was most likely just doing stupid stuff. Thanks, Don. <laughs> There's someone else on the text that says, I was 20 years old, sex, drugs, and rock oh, and roll. Oh, <laughs> right. I like that. Yeah. Whatever whatever you were up to, let us know. Uh, keep these texts coming in. Love seeing what your life looked like in 1984 as we flash back. Uh, let's talk about some news stories, though, because, Randy, I know you've put together quite a quite a package about what was really going on in the world. So what did news look like in 1984? Well, I don't want to spoil the party, but uh, lots of interesting things happened in 84. Some really good things and some really tragic things as well. A couple of major stories that happened in Edmonton. Again, it's in the little package I put together. And I've had so much fun putting these together the last few weeks on Flashback Friday. So let's uh, let's have a listen to what we found out for 1984. Let's do that. Let's do it. Flashback Fridays on 630 Chat 1984. One of the biggest stories from this year happened in India. Indira Gandhi, ruler of the world's largest democracy, died today, shot down by two of her own bodyguards. They were Sikhs taking revenge for the invasion of their temple in June. Gandhi had sent in Indian troops to remove the Sikhs. As a result, hundreds were killed. The incident inspired a Sikh uprising. The original Apple Macintosh personal computer went on sale in 1984. In November of that year, Britain's and Ireland's top singers and musicians formed Band-Aid. They recorded Do They Know It's Christmas to raise money for famine relief in Ethiopia. Guy named Joe Kittinger became the first person to complete a solo transatlantic flight in a helium balloon. After leaving Maine, he landed in Italy 86 hours later, traveled nearly 5,600 kilometers. The first ever flight in space by humans untethered using jet backpacks took place. Space Shuttle Discovery launched for its maiden flight in 1984, and our current federal foreign affairs minister, Mark Garneau, became the first Canadian in space. He was aboard the Challenger. A union carbide pesticide plant in Bhopal, India, leaked lethal toxic gases, killing more than 3,500
1,500 people in 1984, and scientists isolated the virus that causes AIDS. The condition severely weakens the body's ability to fight disease. Many victims get a rare form of cancer called Kaposi's sarcoma. Others get an infection known as pneumocystis pneumonia. 7,000 cases of AIDS have been reported in the U.S. Nearly half were dead by the end of the year. Labatt introduced the first twist-off cap on a reusable beer bottle. Denny Lorty walked into the Quebec National Assembly in 1984, opened fire with a machine gun. He killed three, wounded 13. René Jalbert, sergeant-at-arms of the Assembly, got him to surrender finally. Edmonton had a very special visitor on September the 16th, 1984. Thousands and thousands showed up to see... Pope John Paul II. Blind people, deaf people, people with crutches, people with all kinds of problems. And he went in among, among them to talk to them, meet them, and they, they could see, you know, he was at home with them. Jeopardy relaunched with Alex Trebek as host in 84. The Space Science Center opened here that year, and you know it better today as the TELUS world of science. We had three prime ministers in 1984, Pierre Trudeau, John Turner, and Brian Mulroney. Alberta's premier was Peter Lougheed. Lawrence Decor was Edmonton's mayor. Names of those you know who died in 84. The founder of McDonald's, Ray Kroc, actor Richard Burton, and author Truman Capote. Some of the people you'll know who were born in 84. Prince Harry, actress Scarlett Johansson, singer Katy Perry, and Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. Looking back at 1984 on 6.30 Ched Mornings Flashback Friday, I'm Randy Kilburn. There you go. There you Thanks, go. Thanks, Randy. You're welcome. So a lot, a lot to get into. Hmm. What a big year. One thing big I year missed. In lots of ways. Oh, yeah. Uh, one thing I missed because I got a phone call from her yesterday to remind me that this happened. Eileen Bell started at Ched in 1984. <laughs> she wanted me to mention that. So. There well, you go, Eileen. And well mentioned. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people. It seems like that's a that's kind of a theme, at least in this group. A lot of people starting their careers in 1984, and of course, you weighing in on the text line, Ched Nation, uh, letting us know what your life looked like. Um, some just some follow up on the motorant because we said that someone on the text line must know where it is. Mm -hmm. I guess it was last seen on 66th Street and 120 no 66th Ave and 124th Street. Yeah. I just lost this text here. And they served monster burgers, which mm. I guess everyone was very excited about. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> Trust me, it was just a thing. Okay. I'll it was a thing off. you had to do. I'll take your word for in it. In that era. Like you said, the first, the, really, the first food truck for Edmonton, as far as I could tell. They were they were visionaries. Uh, someone, <laughs> else says, uh, I, someone else says, I had my first summer job in high school. I was selling Dickie D ice cream on their bicycle cart. Dickie D ice cream. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> what a, a memory that is. Love that. What a memory that is. Someone else saying 84 has to be one of the greatest years for movies. Absolutely. Well, just yeah. those are the class we ran through uh, with the montage of them before, but Beverly Hills Cop and Ghostbusters and Karate Kid. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is in there, and which I still think was uh, the worst of, uh, of the Indiana Jones movies, but uh, it's in there. Uh, Purple Rain is in there. Yeah, some, I mean, the music of 1984, I mean, it was like hit after hit after hit. We're going to still hear some more as the morning goes on yeah. uh, today. Uh, so you'll still hear the rest of the music, even continuing into the 8 o'clock hour from 1984. But keep letting us know what your life looked like that year, Ched Nation. We want to hear from you. Right now, though, uh, let's get another look at sports. Morley, what else was going on in 84? 
Well, let's talk football this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Double uh, E football team had a pretty average year in '84. They went nine and seven, finished third in the West, and got pummeled by Winnipeg in the West semifinal, 55 to 20. There was a lot going on behind the scenes that year with the Double E, as then second-year player Blake Dermott remembers. What we started to see was the dismantling of the five in a row, and uh, that. 1984 season was it seemed like every day somebody that had been there and had five gray cup rings or you know three or four multiple gray cup rings was gone and uh the uh the mood in the locker room was really really somber a lot because some of these great players had had moved on and uh so that 1984 was tough for the first time ever, our city hosted the Grey Cup in 1984. Winnipeg easily beat Hamilton 47-17. A game to Blake now, who couldn't play in the game, so he decided to sit in the stands. And the stadium was absolutely jam-packed. Uh, and my wife and I were there, and it was like minus 24 or something. It was so cold. It was exciting that, that there was a, a Grey Cup in Edmonton. Uh, but having, you know, uh, and I, that was the first great cup that I'd ever been to, uh, I realized that I don't ever want to go watch another one. You know, if I'm going to go to them, I want to be playing in them. And, uh, and I think uh, that was the last one that I went to. Uh, as a fan for the record Blake would go on to play in five Grey Cup games with Edmonton big boss jobs got filled in 1984 David Stern named commissioner of the NBA Peter Ruberoff took over as MLB commissioner and Doug Mitchell named the CFL commissioner one of the most iconic plays in sports history happened in 1984 Gerard Phelan caught a touchdown pass that doesn't mean much to you, right? Well, it was for Boston College. You might know the play from the guy at the other end of the pass. It was Doug Flutie. It was a Hail Mary, and it was a historic win for BC over Miami. Uh, Flutie was named the Heisman Trophy winner a week later. And, Daryl, you asked me about this earlier, so I looked it up for you. And just okay. as you thought, mm-hmm. led by lead dogs Red and Bullet, Dean Osman won the 1984 Iditarod Dog Race. Uh, <laughs> took over 12 days and 15 hours. I knew you liked horses, but I didn't know you were so into dogs as well. Oh. <laughs> You know what? It's it's a historic sport, and we should all understand our historic <laughs> sports and recognize and, and applaud them. Any sure. any race that takes twelve days outside in the cold yeah. has got to be uh, special. Spectators are a little little limited. <laughs> I can imagine. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.